Welcome to Were You Even Listening? New year, new platform, new us. It's 2019. And this is our first episode of the year, so thank you for joining us. Um, We have, since our past season, I guess, um, switched over to a different streaming platform, um, Anchor. So you'll be able to hear us on a lot more platforms than before, um, which is kind of fun. We're also on Spotify and iTunes now. Yes, and I don't know why I said just like that. And um, this is already a mess. And I'm literally this is the first thing I said on the podcast, and it's already a mess. So, anyways, yeah, that's good, how it's good that, sign of things to come. At least that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. You know, we are evolving, but like I'm still like a piece of shit. So that and right. that will never change. Um, but yeah, we're still gonna be on like SoundCloud and stuff. Um, through Edinburgh now, um, we're still going to be on all those platforms, mm-hmm. but then we're also, we have our own now as well through Anchor, so right. it's really cool. Yep, and the the direct links to us is basically going to be the best way to support the podcast if it is something that you do listen to regularly. Um, like Natalie said, you will still be able to listen to it on the Edinburgh Now SoundCloud, but we have our own streams for it, which we're going to be counting and looking at the data for and such as needed. Um, so you'll be able to find us on smarturl.it slash Y-E, no, W-Y-E-L pod, and then that'll take you directly to, um, our homepage, basically, where you'll be able to see every single thing that we are, um, available on. You can also go to our anchor, um, which we will be posting alongside this episode, um, on our respective social media platforms. Yeah, so really exciting stuff. I'm excited. Maybe you guys don't care, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm mostly excited that we're on Spotify now. Yeah. Like, I hope you're listening on Spotify, actually. That's, like, like I, to me, that's my personal favorite platform. Not to, like, choose favorites, but, like, I It's the one it's that I favorite. use the most, I think, for listening <laughs> to literally anything. And I know a lot of people weren't listening because it wasn't on Spotify or it wasn't on google podcasts or whatever um which is understandable but now a lot of people already have the spotify app so you can just go on look for where you've been listening and it's there type it right in that young search bar yep and there we are it was was an exciting break because i spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to get us on there um as well as the other podcasts it won't turn off so we have both of those now um kind of repping campus media showing that we're doing things in real life holla yeah and so now that we spent 10 minutes just pimping ourselves out, let's get into the episode. It's important to let people know of changes. Oh, no, it's, imp- it's important. It's We've updated our terms of service. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to self-promote. I'm, I'm, are it's you keeping kid? the people informed. Do you know me? Do you know me at all? <laughs> like, I take any chance I get to, like, plug myself anywhere. <laughs> like, I'm a narcissist, you straight should, up. You should see Natalie's Finsta. It's a wild ride, guys. <laughs> you can get a sneak preview of it on her Twitter. She posted a rare image from it. Yeah, I don't really share like what's on my Finsta on like any of to the masses really, mm-hmm. but I did I did post like a young thought mm-hmm. TBT <laughs> photo when I was like in kindergarten and it's lit. So my Twitter's at Weeper Fever. Thank you. All right. So this episode we're talking about Toro Imwa's outer peace. Chaz Bear's new record. Um, we'll be with that right after this short break. Mm-hmm. 
Sounded okay. Okay. Um, all right, so let's break down Toro Imwa's outer piece. For Our homeboy, Chaz Bear. Like, I think it's really early to say that this is a record of the year, like something that could be considered it's, a record of the year. It, we're still in January. But at the same Chill time, <laughs> no, at the same time, Jeff Rosenstock's post came out the first of 2018 and was still on end of the year lists. So I'm not saying that this is going to be a album of the year, but I'm saying it's going to be one of my albums of the year. Unless like some good things come out this year, which I mean is highly probable, but there are actually a lot of good things that are coming out this year that I'm really excited about and I can't wait to get into as they get released. Mm-hmm. But, Absolutely. But yeah, okay. So for background, um, the inspiration of sorts for this record was how a lot of people are getting increasingly connected to each other via the internet. Um, people are working from home. People are becoming multimillionaires just programming or making music on their laptop. Um so Bear's inspiration for this was to find a way to tell people that it's okay to break out of your comfort zone. Um, in an interview with NPR, he said, I think that it's important to sort of go outside your comfort zone or go outside of what people think you should be doing. I enjoy the challenge because it's so easy to go with the flow sometimes, but you've got to remember to be a little bit outside of your comfort zone, which he kind of repeats himself a few times there. But it's still, you know, something that could definitely inspire this record because it, it is certainly unique, I think, for um, the genre that that he generally lies in, um, and it's definitely different than his pa- his last album, Boo Boo. I was definitely thinking that because, like, I feel like this album sound wasn't unexpected for sure, mm-hmm. but it definitely feels a little bit more like funk synth oriented than its previous stuff. And yeah. I do think, I mean, I could see that he's you know experimenting a little bit more, kind mm-hmm. of like he said, the general consensus stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, and you know, it's a nice, easy listen. It's only half an hour. It's only 10 tracks. Like Mm -hmm. it's pretty solid. Yeah. It's not really a commitment, but it's something that I felt anyway, like really stuck with me. Like after my first few listens to it for both this podcast and the review that I did for it, like I, I've been wanting to listen to it. Like I'm not tired of it, which happens a lot with some of the albums that I think we've talked about before. Like when we talked about Rockhampton, when we talked about 21 Pilots, like I listen to it and I'm just like, I could be okay not hearing some of these songs again. But with this, it's like, I I want to live in whatever this world is kind of being created on this record. Um, Bear also described it as a response to how disposable culture has become and how it affects creativity. While listening, you might pay attention or ignore either way. That's okay. This is music for a creative mind, he said to Fader. Um, So that's kind of like, if we know that this album is coming from a place of creatively minded um, content, and it's not really supposed to emulate styles that he's worked with in the past, but rather be a experiment i guess is the best way to put it like it's very it's experimental r&b i think is is the best way to describe this album on uh on his spotify artist description it says um that his album is daft punk meets frank ocean and i'm like it's valid that's valid like that's not a bad way to describe it like pretty accurate yeah i would say there's (laughs) definitely some tracks on here that are very frank ocean um which like i don't know if if 
he has reached that point where you can call someone something like Frank Ocean esque or like Frank Oceany, but <laughs> it's definitely like the same kind of more talking than rapping or the flow. Singing. Yeah, the yeah. flow is very Frank um, and kind of stark in contrast to the amount of production that's going on like in the music and in the instrumentals. Um, which is pretty cool, I think. Like, overall, I really did enjoy this album. Um, I didn't know what to expect, really, because there had only been one single, and it was Freelance. Um, but that's honestly, like, I think the best example of what the rest of the album sounds like yeah. is that track. Um, so it was a good decision to pick that one, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so do you want to just get in song by song? Sure. All right. So we're going to start off with Fading, then. I think very solid intro, very fun, very hip. Makes me feel like I'm shopping at Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're really setting a mood. This half hour journey that we're about to go on. Yeah, it's like it starts off kind of um, ordinary, and then like as soon as it it really kicks in, like about like maybe like forty five seconds a minute in, it's just like okay, well I know immediately like the vibe of this song, and if the rest of the album's gonna be like this, like you know what to expect pretty quickly, pretty early on. Um, it does feel like a very mall song. Like you said, Abercrombie and Fitch. It's kind yeah. of just like, like this is a song that you would put to a like shopping spree montage in like oh, yeah. a hip teen drama or something. Or like an HBO limited series. <laughs> like it's kind of grown up for a, t- a teen like drama. Like when you I make think. like one of those um, like vacation montages yeah. and like from like your trip to Hawaii. Yeah, but like one that you went on with your one that you went on with your friends, yeah, not your family. Yeah, and it's you got like, the GoPro. Yeah, like the GoPro angles. Like this is this is the background <laughs> music for that. And honestly, that's why I so agree with the Daft Punk like thing there yeah. because Daft Punk would always play in Hollister. Oh, absolutely, all the time. <laughs> Oh my god! Could never walk into that store without hearing Daft Punk in like 2009. Yeah, no, it's like, it's it achieves the same kind of greatness that I feel like the good Daft Punk albums do, in that it's not aggressive enough to really distract you from something, but you can still tell that it's there, and you can tell that like the house inspiration from it is something that's designed for repeat listening. Um, because, like, a lot of the songs in house music and Daft Punk's music are, like, longer and kind of more dynamic, whereas these are smaller, kind of well-crafted pieces of, um, like, experimental house, experimental electronics, stuff like that. It's like each song could kind of be taken as its own little experiment, I feel, and they just happen to flow together really, really well. That's the thing about it, too, is he, the it's like a very cohesive mm-hmm. piece. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sometimes almost hard to tell when one song the second half and, and one begins if you don't, like, aren't paying attention. From Miss Me to literally 50-50 all kind of flow very, very well together. Um so Ordinary Pleasure is the next track. It's a bop. I mean... It's, like, the one that has been stuck in my head the most, I think, of this record. Um, th- like, there's really nothing more to say other than it is a bop. Like, that is just kind of... It, that's it. It that's exists as a bop. This is going to be on <laughs> countless playlists on It's going to be on, like, I'm a sure. Starbucks commercial. Oh, it's going to be... My favorite track on here is Laws of the Universe. Um, 
one because it's really good. It has a very catchy hook, as um, you had mentioned in your notes, which is kind of what I talked about in the uh, review. But it also um, like tips its hat to James Murphy and LCD Sound System um, by kind of riffing off of their hit song, Daft Punk is Playing at My House. It's just James Murphy is now doing that. So it's like the cycle is continuing of these DJs working at the house level with each other. It's really cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And I really liked, like, the way he said, I met him at Coachella. Yeah, it's so good. That, like, (laughs) I just like that, like, I don't know, enunciation. Yeah. I don't know, it was good. And it's Coachella, so, like, it immediately speaks to Natalie. Yeah, like, I, that's the only thing I heard out of the whole song. Like, what? Coachella? Coachella? (laughs) Excuse me? Coachella? Thank y'all. Yeah. Okay. Is, um, is Throwing Mall going to be at Coachella this year? Um. And if so, are you going to go? I mean, yeah, I would totally go, but I don't think so. I feel like I don't remember. It's been so long since I looked at the line. I looked mm. at it when it first came out, and then I forgot about it. Right. <laughs> Naturally. Um, no. Okay. No, I don't think Toro's going. Chaz. <laughs> Chaz. <laughs> Chaz. Okay. Well. Yeah, I just didn't. I had to look at it, like, five times because I didn't want to, like, be wrong. Right. If you I know, we've never going. been wrong on this podcast before. Ever? Are you kidding me? <laughs> never. Never five times in one podcast did I say something that was totally not accurate. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, Miss Me featuring Abra is a banger. Like, Well, not really a banger, but like... Yo. It, it slabs. Who the hell is Abra? Because... Can we get her on more shit? Like, what a voice. Yes. So, Abra has a, like, has one album on Spotify, um, and it's called Rose. It's from 2015. It's very, like, tropical lo-fi, but then her voice, which is so good. Um, I think Fruit or some some song like that is yeah, on that's, my, that's on that I have that on a playlist, and I did know that song, but, like, wow. Yeah. Her, um, yeah, her album is very, like, it's it has like the same sort of um, tone as uh, Willow's Artipithecus, but um, a little bit more like electronic as opposed to hip hop. I love Willow. Yeah, me too. I'm <laughs> <laughs> making this face. But it's a good song. Um, she has a very very good voice, a very unique voice, and I think that's hope that is definitely something I would like to hear on on more collaborations. Um, I feel like both of the features on this album, or all three of them rather. Um, with Abra Wet and um, In Stupendo were all pretty solid. Like, none of them felt like they went on too long. None of them felt out of place. They all just really, like, were very cohesive with each track that they were on. Yeah. Um, so, New House. Okay. I love this. I love this song. It's my favorite one. I'm doing this for effect. Yeah. Um, no, I think Emphasis. it would fit really nicely on, like, my lo-fi jazz playlist. Like, it's not really lo-fi or jazz, but, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, got that... I'm sorry. I'm hitting... I'm so excited that I'm hitting the desk <laughs> with my chair. Um, but it's just, like, really relaxing and, like, musically interesting. Um, and also, like, I want a brand new house, something I cannot buy, something I can't afford, like, same. Like, the way that that's like, said, like, kind of repeated, it's just, like, it's a very, um, it's just, it's really, 
not emotional, but like I can really relate. Yeah, it's like, like it's really. something it's it's a very like relatable statement, I feel like even if that's not specifically something that you've thought yourself, it's something that I feel like a lot of people feel. Like people do generally sometimes go out of their way to get the big thing, get the expensive thing because they feel like they can or they should because that's what other people are doing. And it's commentary kind of on consumerism, which is what um, Bear had wanted to do with some of the songs on this record. And I think this is a very good way to do it because it's not too much. It's not like beating you over the head with like, stop buying Apple products. But that's what he means. Um, (laughs) So like, it's not dreary. Really, behind the lyrics with Britain was Yeah, it's not like too dreary or depressing, but it's... It, it's a statement. It's mildly depressing if you really think about it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you take it at face value, it's not too bad, but that is, as soon as you think about it for a second, it's like, oh no. <laughs> I um, feel attacked. It <laughs> it flows really well into Baby Drive It Down as well. Um, okay. Which I liked. Unpopular opinion music edition. Auto-tune can be really fun and enhance a song sometimes if it's used like at the right time and sparingly, obviously. Yeah. But... Thank you. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. It, yeah, it's... No, it, like, autotune, people, like, really trash it, but, like, I think when it's used right, it's used right. And almost it's, every like, song fun. on this album uses autotune. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you don't like autotune, like... Goodbye. This is one that I feel like it's not used in a way that's too distracting. Like, I think it lends itself to the type of music that's yeah. being created. If this was, like... It's not T-Pain, you know? No. If this was, like, a guitar-heavy, like, almost rock-sounding album... And it had auto-tune that would be like, what the fuck are you doing? But it's not. It's electronic. It's house. It's hip-hop. Like, that's fine, I feel like. Freelance is really, really good. That is really good. (laughs) First of all, first of all, sampled Animal Collective. Yeah. Leaf House. Like, thank you. Like, he knows his brand. Uh, Yeah, he does. He really does. Like, he's very aware. (laughs) He's very self-aware. And he named it Freelance because he is kind of, like, his own boss, and he kind of had to, he has to do stuff himself and make it himself. So I'm like, a simple, elegant meaning. Loves it. Um, But yeah, no, he said that in an interview that I saw on YouTube, but he was talking about the record. the one line that's decked in Patagonia head to toe. Because there is literally not a single picture of Chaz on the internet where he is not wearing something Patagonia. <laughs> and, like, I just thought that was fun. Um, but it's just, it has a very good flow to it. Um, it's just a really strong song. And like I said earlier, it was probably, I think, the best way to encapsulate, like, the sound and feel of this album and what it's about. Agreed. Who Am I is good. I mean, how much can you really say about what's, for the most part, a three-minute instrumental? It's fun. With, like, a chorus. It's sporadically thrown in there. It's it's good. <laughs> um, Monte Carlo's okay. To me, it's honestly the weakest track on the album, in my opinion. But it's it's really not that bad. So I think that says a lot about the mm-hmm. record as a whole. It's um, also and it's short. the shortest yeah. anyway. So like it's only two minutes. So you know, quickly get rid of that and it, then and then go on to a really great song. It's short, but like, and while it's not the strongest track on this album. The worst on this album is better than the best on some other albums that I've heard in my lifetime. So, like, it's really not that bad of a song. But it's just yeah. in the context of it's this album, it's there. weaker. It just sounds... It's just there. It's just... It's you just know, kind it's of just a sounds. lot of sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, last track, 50-50. Fuck, I like this. Like, it's I don't want to like this, but I really so do. Good. Like... 
I just love how he transitions from like funky fresh songs to chill hop mm-hmm. like so seamlessly. Like I don't understand how he can do that because really they're not the same. Like mm-hmm. funk, pop and and like chill hop are not the same. Yeah. But somehow it's very cohesive and, and it's it a all flows. very very strong um ending to the album, I think. Um it's really good and like when I first listened to this, when I got to the part, um, the die for my love, die for my grind, 50-50 fail, fuck it, I'm a die flying. I heard that. I'm like, Natalie's going to like this song, I think. <laughs> and I'm glad that you do because it's so good. And like, I'm so I... glad my brand is like so defined that you immediately know that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but like, it's just, it's really good. It's a good way to, to end it. I wish there was a little bit more. Like, I wish the, I would be okay with the album being longer. Um, I'd be okay with some of these songs just being extended a little bit. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it works the way it does, um, as as short as it is. Um, and while some people may be, like, angry that it's a shorter album, it's like, what, whatever. But sometimes when, sometimes people overdo it. And, like, yeah. the record is, like, twice as long as it really needs to be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then, but then when it's too short, people are like, well, it's too short. But that, you know, it's like, kind of hard. To even like... look at his last album. Like, it just kind of goes on and on and each song's like six minutes and labyrinth is like the six and a half minutes half of it is a my bloody valentine sample so it's just like it gets to a point where if you are being succinct and you think you've made the point that you want to with your music like that's fine if the song's only two minutes long it doesn't have to continue forever even though this would be the album that since it is house inspired to go longer on each track so i think it was a conscious decision to kind of keep it Concise. Concise. Yeah. Yeah. So overall opinion, I mean, we got some synthy pan flu, we got some mm-hmm. funky chill hop. It really does have a world music sound, and I know that he said that's what he was aiming for, and yeah. I think he did that. Yeah. Uh, it was lots of sounds, lots of fun. Uh, stream new house for clear skin and flourishing crops. Absolutely. Um, in the review I did for it, I gave it a five out of five because. Wow. I really, really enjoy everything that this album brings to the table. Um. I don't know what I was really expecting going off of his last album. I was certainly wasn't expecting something as strong as this. Um, but it's just, it's a very, very good concept album. It's a very, very good experimental look at what actually goes into, um, like, house and R&B and, like you said, world music. It's a very, it's an album that's very much a product of Bear's influences, I feel like. And it does so without sacrificing his own personal style or his own personal brand um and i feel like it takes a very talented musician to be able to take so much from other genres of music but still create something that's decidedly him like this there's no question that this is a toro Imo album it doesn't sound that dissimilar from previous works mm-hmm. because his own like brand and his identity is so strong i feel like yeah, I like that. It's a good album. We uh, we got through this album just in time for me to run out of coffee, so this is great. Love this the album. timing is great. Yeah. Love it. Loves it. So, in February, um, we have a a few things planned. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, so, we're not going to have an ep- episode next week, but month of February, we're going to go ham mm-hmm. um, on the 6th or whatever we record on Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, so the first week of February, we're going to be doing a 10-year anniversary episode. Again, we've done this before. 
um, with 2008. Yep. Now we're doing it with 2009. So we're just going to pick a few things to talk about um, that came out in 2009 and talk about them now, 10 years later, kind of look at them in the context of each artist, in the context of the years, if they still hold up, etc. A whole decade of analyzation, pretty much. Yeah. Um, oh my god, my hat just hit the mic. I wonder what that sounded like. Probably not great. We'll find out <laughs> later. <laughs> um, then also the week after that, we're going to be talking about Ariana Grande's new album. Um, she's like two months apart from sweetener yeah sweetener like just came out yeah so so it's kind of wild we're already dropping more music so i'm excited for that um break up with your bo- break up with your girlfriend i'm, I'm bored. bored i'm really excited to hear what that song sounds like yeah um so we're gonna have that we're gonna bring back love songs or misconnections um which for those of you who don't know that's just like a little game we play and mm-hmm. since it's Valentine's Day coming up I just felt like it was fitting mm-hmm. to include that so that being said basically for those of you who don't know the game it's just um we read off we have guests come on and we read off either what is like a lyric to a love song or any song really I guess or a misconnection <laughs> from Erie Pennsylvania or a misconnection from Craigslist so <laughs> that being said if you know of any misconnections that you want to be read yeah or a love song lyric that you think is fitting that you want to be read uh please let us know because we'll take from that we can always we love stealing your ideas um and not (laughs) having we love not having to do as much work by finding the content ourselves so please another way to put that is we really like involving our community with our content (laughs) yeah that's that's like the pc way to put it i guess (laughs) um but yeah I'm really excited for these upcoming weeks. Make sure you guys check us out. Check out our merch page. That's with, you know, all the WFSC shows and podcasts uh, are included on the merch page, which is like, what is the shop? Shop.spreadshirt.com backslash Edinburgh now. Yeah, that's it. I think. Um, or Edinburgh and Campus Media. It's one of them. It's Edinburgh now. Um, we're, it's going to be linked anyway, so, yeah. you know. Uh, Subverse, still going on. Now it's going to be on Mondays at 5 instead of Wednesdays. Because sports. Because of sports. So just keep in mind that switch. We're really excited about it. Mm-hmm. We're going to have another co-host, Sarah, who you've actually heard on Subverse before anyways. Yeah. So, and she's been on here before, too. Yeah, she's also been on this podcast. So... Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. That's Thanks for what we listening. Got. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think. Give <sighs> us a like on iTunes. Give us a five-star review or Give not. Give it a thumbs Give up. Give it up a thumbs Make up. Make sure Follow you subscribe. Leave a Spotify. comment below for what you want to hear next Smash that week. like button. Heh <sighs> <laughs>